a chat with Harry and Sarah. Pat. <laughs> I know my name is Sarah. I, I, just to clear that up, my name is Sarah, but for the podcast sake, it's Pat. Okay, maybe it's not. not. It's not Pat. We. I'm just going. Also, <laughs> we we do not know anyone called Pat. Do you know? Well, I don't. Do you? Postman. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Anyway, oh. also, one of these days, maybe, right, we should make it a thing that next time we record a podcast, we both need to have a cup of tea. Because this is now... Look, the point is, that we don't have tea. I've got water again. Zara's got juice. So, like, diluting juice. But you don't call it that. Squash. Squash. If squash. You, if you're English. <laughs> Fun fact, so, we'll get on to the... The important <laughs> stuff in a minute, right? But if you're from Scotland, everything's called juice. It's dilating juice, fruit juice, like fizzy juice is like what you would call what pop or yeah, yeah. fizzy drink. But yeah. fizzy juice, everything's juice. And then when I moved to London, which it isn't. Well, it is because <laughs> when I moved to London, <laughs> the tap water is Kinsol juice. <laughs> <laughs> People actually call it that. I mean, when you move to London, it feel like, feel like I can agree with that because. I think we've both been blessed with coming from or growing up in places where the water's great, mm. but the London water is Ugh. just lime scale central. Ugh. And it's not horrible, it's fine, obviously, you can drink it and everything, but your kettle gets all grimy and horrible, and it's just. One more thing I'll say about this let's start a debate. <laughs> when you're making a cup of tea, milk first or milk last? I don't think that's going to start a debate. That's going to, we're going to get a lot of feedback and you're going to be like, no. Well, I'm just saying, if you don't put your milk in first, you're weird. Anyway, right. That's it. That's it. We've, we've, we had a good amount of viewers, <laughs> viewers followers, listeners. listeners, and now they're gone. Nah, look, I don't judge. You do you. No, that do you sounded, know what I think, right? No, it sounded very judgmental. No, I'm not judging. I actually don't care what you do. And I I think, <laughs> like, 99% of people do milk glass. So I'm in the minority. I'm the weird one. Whatever. I just think everyone needs to try it with milk first because it tastes better. And that will change your life. But people are too judgmental of me. People are very particular it. about oh, how tea God. is made. I'm like, just chill out. I, I um, like my milk first, all right? <laughs> I, I'm a herbal tea person, so I'm going to sit here on the fence and watch everybody argue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. What does it matter how you make your tea? Am I right? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Okay. Some people might not even like tea. Okay, well, that's going a bit too far, that. So today's podcast, <laughs> episode four, is not about tea. It's about advice for new graduates, which is always going to be relevant every yeah. single year. We think we're recording these in bulk, so we're hoping this will come out like around the right time everyone's graduating. I guess everyone's graduating right now, so a bit late, but... Well, no, it's always relevant. Like, this is, well, as I said, we're recording these like quite close together, but yeah. we're probably going to release them a bit more sporadically. And this would probably, in my mind, come out maybe end of set, end of August, end of summertime. Well, you'll know if you're listening when it came yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> Let us know. Hi, hi from the past. I know. Um, it, I think it's always, it's going to be relevant. You know, this is something that someone, if people find it useful, can come back to. Yeah. You 
Definitely. So anyway, let's, let's get, into get into it. it Our last we, one was quite long, and we're we ramblers. We love a chat. This is why we don't have tea because it'd be cold by the time we got I to know. drinking it. That's true. Which is another thing Sarah I, does anyway. So I was going to say I slurp my hot drinks, don't I? You did. And no one wants to listen to me going. I've so. done it now. I haven't got a drink. So basically, this is a, an advice for new grads episode along with outing Zara apparently yeah no, no one's perfect <laughs> no one's perfect is a very good point anyway let's let's get into this let's get into this we love a sidetrack but let's get on so Harry uh, okay yeah yeah go let's start by saying what was your biggest challenge as a graduate what do you feel like your biggest challenge was um I think the bubble burst. Yeah, you've said you know, that before, haven't you? I think training, whatever your training journey, that however many years, months, whatever, that bubble will will burst, and you go from a period of having, I don't know, classes five days a week, six mm. days a week, whatever, um, you know, nine to six, whatever you whatever your schedule is, intense training to. Now I'm out here in the world. My, you know, I was doing these all these classes. Which now, if I was to do that, I've got to, got to find what is good for me. Find, you know, I've got to pay for it. All, all the other bits that we talked about in our last, last podcast <clears throat> about living in London or wherever you are. Um, yeah, that bubble definitely burst, and I think it's sort of coming into a reality of like. Almost like adult life. I guess it must be similar to. A, I don't know. I I didn't go to university as uh, as such. Like well, the, it is a university. You yeah, still degree, I still got a degree, but, but like a from from specialist. Yeah, it was an intense training yeah. course that you know both of us did. In comparison, I don't know what other university courses are like, but maybe it's a nice transition into everyday life. But that transition from intense training to everyday life. Is quite significant. Yeah. Um, you know, you go from being around familiar environment to all of a sudden anything and everything could happen, you know, or nothing could happen. And it's quite sort of unpredictable. It can be a bit scary, I think. Um, 100%. People like schedule, structure and routine and you just got to create your own, haven't you? And that's what you found the hardest, was it? <sighs> I don't know. I think my my nature is to sort of just like okay, let's take it step by step. Um, I don't remember being like, God, this is really difficult. Although when I moved to London, like the at the end of the summer after I graduated, I remember finding it hard to try and get a a, a day to day job to pay rent. Yeah, and that yeah, was I that agree. was one thing I remember finding significantly hard. Um, but you you get there in the end. Like you just keep going and. You know, if you do something every day, it's going to come around. Works out, doesn't it? Um, so what about you? How, okay, well... Oh, you, you can ask me another I was going to say, how did you overcome that, do you think? I think you've just got to keep going. Keep putting, you know, one foot in front of the other. You, yeah. You're walking, you're like, oh, I need to get home, and it's over this hill. You're just going to keep going, It's and you get over it, and you, you come through. I think that's... Mm. With anything, if you keep going, you'll, you'll come through, and whether the experience and the destination, it'll be... It'll be worthwhile, even You'll if it feels it insignificant. Yeah. You know, like I said, it might seem to me it seems insignificant now to think that 
I struggled to get a job when I first moved to London because it's like mm. I've, I've, it's in the past. But in the moment, it was quite difficult, and I was quite fortunate as well because I over that summer f- filmed uh, my first acting job. I think so. It's kind of I knew I had some money to come in, mm. and I'd have money behind me. But until that, I'd yeah, say, do you know what I mean? So it's just working it out. But you do work it out. I think yeah. that's the thing is you always will. There's always a way. Yeah. Trust the trust the journey, even if it might be difficult. Mm. Uh, what about you? What was your biggest challenge? I think my biggest challenge was just coming out of... Because I, I don't really... I didn't have the same bubble feeling that you had. I think one thing that my school did very well was preparing us for what it was going to be like when we left. Like, I I did feel like I had all the right tools to be down in London and, like, be a performer in that sense. Yeah. But I had zero tools of, like life Sarah who was struggling with all the comparison and the the like mm. the I I did I had such low confidence in myself and what I could do when I was graduating that then when I got to London and I, I did my first job not long after that I oh, just it's funny now thinking about it because the things I've worried about and the things I was thinking about and the things that consumed my brain at that time now yeah. were like, I wish I could go back and just shake me and be like, just enjoy yourself, you know? Mm. I think it's... Well, that's the that's like the moment you work for, isn't it? You come exactly. Out, you, want, you want to graduate and get working, but, and then but it happens. I, and... I guess what it was is the pressure. I felt so much pressure hmm. to, you know, you, you see all these, you graduate and you see, oh, well, they've not got a job in the first six months so like or like you know you think everyone's going to be judging what you're doing and you've got like people back home that are thinking like I, I say this in the nicest way possible but you've got like muggles as I, I call them who are like non-performers who <laughs> Zara likes Harry Potter I do like Harry Potter I've just added you again I'm but... not like a massive anyway <laughs> not relevant muggles who are like who maybe don't understand why you've not got a job right away. Like they think you're the most yeah. amazing person ever, and you're you're sort of juggling everyone's expectations along with your own that you put on yourself. And um, yeah, I think I think it was that. I think it was finding myself at that time, and not just not just um, like everything I was told for training. You have to do this. You have to be that. You have to if you. Even so, so subconsciously told, like, if you don't have a job within six months, you're mm. nothing, which was not obviously, like, verbally told to us, but, like, you know, it's just something that you see happen and it's like... I think it's important to recognise it. It made me think when you were talking about it, like, the people outside of the creative world sometimes mm. can sort of misunderstand or not fully understand the sort of the lifestyle uh, oh, 100% like, you know how like I think drums I think acting courses in particular have that sort of stigma of like you're just sort of messing around you know pretending to be a, a better plastic bag in a window or whatever for three yeah, years yeah even I don't understand what you're doing <laughs> in acting you know, courses yeah, so, but, and you get those relatives or, or family members or whoever it might be who are like well why don't you just call up EastEnders and get a job there and it's like it doesn't 
doesn't really work like that. But it comes from the best place because they Absolutely. think you're amazing. They're like, but you you could be doing that. You're amazing. But I don't. I think we both share that sometimes that that little like it can be. Uh, you you kind of have to, you force that politeness of like no, it's mm. not. I don't really like that. It's too it's too much to explain. It's not necessarily always worth the explanation. Yeah. It's like you sort of don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> Again, I think there's a, we said this every episode, but there's another podcast in this somewhere. But I will say one of my pet peeves, one of my least favorite things in the whole world, is when you say, "Oh, I'm I'm a dancer. I'm an actor. I'm a whatever," and someone replies being like, "Oh, cool. What have you been in?" That I'll know. <laughs> Like well, <laughs> well. Let me think. There's an oversaturated industry, uh, limited opportunity, and uh, it's not do... their fault. Like it's not. No, it's uh, not. I, I don't expect them to understand if they're not in but it. When people think of like performers, they think of Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Do you know what I mean? They're, yeah. That's they're the you know the big names, and it's that's because that's showbiz, isn't it? Yeah, you know? of course. So. Anyway, that is what I found hard, which is managing everyone else's expectations on top of my own. And then I think with that came like a decline of my own confidence and my own, and you know, finding myself in there to be like, no, you can do it, biatch. Is that how you overcame it? Just Yeah, I just woke up one morning and said, <laughs> no, no, it's still something I work on. It's still, you know. I think that's a, that's a life thing, isn't it? You know, whatever, whatever, whatever you're doing in life, you're going to, come up against obstacles and mm. your your own perhaps self-doubt and circumstances and just one foot in front of the other walk over that exactly. hill <laughs> but I think that's why I feel very passionately now about sort of preparing people before they go into training as well as when they come out that you you have to do what's right for you and not what you are told mm. because yeah you're told a way that might work but there's a hundred million thousand whatever ways absolutely <laughs> that you can do it and it doesn't have to be that one yeah. way and I think you can beat yourself up if you're not doing it the same way everyone else is and you know why is it not working out for me why is it blah 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 you know yeah yeah no I think you're completely right you don't need to compare yourself to everyone your your journey is individual exactly it? yeah 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 I like that okay so let's move on the next point we have to talk about which we just literally did a whole 15 million hour long podcast on it um about should you move to london um so just a little sum up but it's not repeat yourselves for everything but harry should you move to london i think give if you feel like you want to absolutely give it a go why not but you don't have to you absolutely can do it without that and if you want to know any more information on that honestly just go listen to the last podcast because we talk about everything yes that's episode three is uh, the podcast about moving to london um i think it might be worth mentioning we both know we both know people who have moved to london like we did Mm. and people who have not yeah definitely and it works both are successful yeah it's, it's it's does not just do what it feels right for you. Again, that goes into what I was just saying before is it, you don't have to follow what everyone else is doing. If you're being told you have to move to London, you don't have to, okay? No. <laughs> okay, let's move on then. So, what's the third thing? So, do you think it's hard to be a new grad with no professional credits on your CV? 
I say no professional credits because you probably do you like some people do leave training like I had a few odd things on there but like I didn't have a West End credit not mm. that you know what I mean or like a cruise credit or something I, I hadn't networked I didn't know anyone you know significant to the avenue or the direction yeah, you're going exactly. in yeah I think there's definitely definitely a, a sort of maybe stigma is the word I'm not sure of that if you want to go down that road you need to get a credit it's almost like catch 22 of that how am I supposed to get in a, that let me rephrase this sentence so how am I supposed to get onto the West End in a musical, for example, if I don't have a West End musical credit, mm. like how do, so I don't have the credit, so I can't get the job. I can't get a job because I don't have the credit. You need it's that yeah. circle. I think that is a state of mind. I I think that then the 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 reality of it is it comes down to um, whether you're actually right for those jobs. Yeah, and whether that is the right fit for you because you know. I think we mentioned it in a podcast before. Like, I'm probably not going to be going up for jobs in the Lion King. No, yeah, we should um, have me. But I might be right for something else, a different, yeah. a totally different uh, music or something. Do you know what I mean? Um, Sunday afternoon, mm. I did go through a few rounds of auditions for that. So, like, it it just depends on what it is. I don't think don't I believe you shouldn't set your sights on this one particular thing being the be-all and end-all, I think you should be open to all the opportunities that come your way. Because some, and when I say that, I mean in everything, in your day, in your day-to-day jobs, in you bump into in the street. Like London is big, but it's also small. Yeah. And everything could be an opportunity. Someone you meet could, I don't know. So you you getting a, a coffee in Costa or something, and um, I don't know you kind of get into the queue at the same time as someone else you let that person go in front and then the next couple of days down the line that person ends up being someone on the panel in front of you do you know what I mean you have that impression that might have stuck with them might not doesn't matter the point is that could be an opportunity yeah and I think it's more about being open to the things that come because you know if you get little jobs I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers I don't think any job is a little job I, I agree if it's something you want to do um, but it all adds up and these every, like I say London's big and small and I think it's the same with the industry everybody knows somebody and if this person say you you do an audition and that per, you don't get the job but one of the people on the panel's got another project somewhere they're like in the back of their mind they think mm. oh, you know what that person might be really good for this I'm going to do and then do you know what I mean it all leads into something else and that could lead you to where you want to be if you have exactly. a, a, a place you want to go to or go down. I guess what I'm trying to say <laughs> is I personally don't feel that not having professional credits or credits of a certain type is necessarily relevant. Yeah, I think it's in, how you apply yourself. In my opinion, your credits mean diddly squat, really. If... if if you put yourself in a casting director's position, right, you're sat on the panel and you're looking at someone, you look down at their CV and you see that they have been in six West End shows, right? Then you look up, they can't hit the notes in the song, they can't turn to the left, which you need them to do in the show, they can't, I don't know, they don't have long brown hair that you need them to have, then they're not going to get the job, it doesn't matter. And then you get a new grad come in who's 
ticks all those boxes. It doesn't mean one's lesser from, than the other. It just means that they're more right for the role. And that's that's all it is. That's so much of the industry is. Do, do you fit in this position for actors, singers, dancers? Like, it's there's so much that goes into it other than just what you've worked on. We could probably know? do a podcast on this actually. Oh, hundred percent. I've got so much to say about this. Um, but yeah, I I think. Uh, on the list of things of importance, like I think, networking's above that. I think, mm. um, obviously, your talent is above that. Because at the end of the day, if you're the best person for the role, they're going to hire you nine times out of ten. You know, mm. like if if you go in there and give them exactly what you want, exactly what they want, they're going to take you. You know. Yeah. Um, I think how you look is like massive in the industry unfortunately it's one of those things that's a bit unfair but it is a reality of it like you need to sometimes look a certain way and that's that's just how it is Um, roles are written for specific things aren't they written specifically so they depending on the if something's been adapted that might open up an opportunity but i think generally it's going to be a bit more specific and i just want to say in there i'm not saying that like or if you look a certain way like i feel like as a dancer people would say oh well if you were like a certain weight or whatever that I I don't believe in any of that that's you know whatever I mean for like West End shows where they've got characters that you've got to play like roles at the Lion King blah 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 anyway just had to add that in um but yeah I think don't waste your energy on worrying about that it's my professional opinion professional personal opinion hmm. yes personal and professional <laughs> just how you present yourself and how you are is more important yeah yeah okay next question is how important is it to have an agent I I think it's, it's obviously great to have an agent and some agents are considered to be really good mm. uh, uh, and they will I think if you have a good agent you'll get good opportunities and a good agent will take you on if they see something in you. However, I don't think it is a necessity. Um, you can succeed without having an agent. You can have an agent that people may consider isn't one of the top agents. I don't really know what. I know I. I don't. Do you know what I mean? A top agent or whatever. I feel like it's more of a set. There's some who like the, there's agents' names that you see and think, mm. oh, they're a really well-known agent. They've got such and such I in think a that's show, more what it is, isn't and it? you you automatically think, oh, they're better. But it, I think agents are such a personal thing. Like, oh, absolutely. That's I can I agree. You could work with the big quote quote unquote big agent who's got people in all the West End shows, but if you don't like how they work, then it's not going to work for you. It's a business it's relationship at 100%. the end of the day, and it's a two-way street. I think if if you're fortunate enough to have an agent, that's great. Make Mm. sure you're on the same page and you're working with each other because that is what you're doing. You have the same goals. I don't think you should be with an agent and feel that, oh, they're putting me up for this stuff and I don't want to do it and feel like you can't tell them. A bit like a teacher. I think sometimes people can feel that their agents are a bit like a teacher or a tutor and like, well, no, you need to do this and you need to do that. For me, it should not be like that at all. Not at all. It's It's a collaborative business relationship in which if you're working they're getting paid and you're getting paid and that's that's the that's the baseline of it yeah. isn't it we so. could we could do like got 100 podcasts to do but we could do one <laughs> about agents because i think there's a lot in there that needs to be 
Maybe we'll get an, one of our agent friends in on that chat, though. You know. Yeah, we could. Yeah, absolutely. We could look at that. But. Yeah. So you don't you, you don't think it's super important. I don't think it's super important. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think it. Like you know what I mean. I I mentioned. Was it? A, if you're on Spotlight, mm. for example, you can still see opportunities. You might not be able to see as much as an agent would, mm-hmm. but that does not stop you from doing what you want to do. Mm. You know, it might not get you into this top-notch Steven Spielberg film, but never say yeah, never. Yeah. You know, you just don't know, and I think, I think it's a limiting thought to think that I will not succeed without having an agent. Because then if you're thinking like that about having an agent, you could then end up getting an agent and be like, oh no, my agent's no good. Yeah. And I think that actually is more of a reflection on your thought process Mm. than your actual application and desire to get work. I think especially, because since we're talking about advice for new grads, I don't think it should be your primary focus when you leave. I think that on that as well, like I think because it feels it maybe feels such a big thing because of yeah. showcases. Yeah, you and that's the last oh, sort of thing. It's a know? comparison thing. Like who's coming? Who's getting signed? Oh my goodness! Like they're better than me because they got signed and I never got offered. Blah blah blah. That they could get signed and not work for four years. You know, mm-hmm. like it 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 it's not the be all and end all. I think there is benefits to having one, but not. It doesn't. It doesn't limit you getting a job because you don't have one. If that makes sense, Completely. I think. I mean, I have worked both with and without an agent. You know. Well, there you go. And. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's pros and cons to both. I think. Your when your main focus when you leave should be. Getting, well, continuing training in some sense. Well, keeping up your training in some sense. Get into as many additions as you can. Learning about additions. Not necessarily booking a job, just learning how to be in an, in an addition. How and to being, audition. Yeah, that's you've you've got so much to learn when you it's graduate. Like yeah, it is. But you I think when you leave, you graduate, you think, Oh well, I've got to be this like perfect packaged performer right now. You've mm, still finished got product. Yeah, you've still got so much to learn and you will always have so much to learn. And I think if you don't develop that growth mindset you're you're never going to get to where you where you mm. want to be because you you do you learn from those around you you learn from the experiences you have um i think on that as well i don't know if this is different coming from a perspective of training as an actor as it mm. would be a dancer but you you know if you were to go into an audition as an actor for whatever role you're going to do you're going to offer something that nobody else can offer mm. and you're going to do it completely differently to the person before and the person after so like it, that is, and it's about learning how to do that. It's not going to be the finished product. If they see something, you know, as a casting director sees something and they think, "Wow, that's a," I didn't think that would work, but that that's that's good. I'm gonna yeah. bring that onto the next next round of auditions. Or, but mm. do you know what I mean? It, it it's all it's all about yourself, really. Hundred percent. So like what we're saying, put your focus into. Being the best you can be. And if being the, like, putting your best self out there comes with an agent at that time, great. And if it doesn't, also great. You know what I mean? Like, maybe if you work on, like, five jobs, then maybe there would be another agency that pops up. And do you know what I mean? Like, it'll all come. Just trust the process. Yeah. I think as well a good agent will 
they will look after you and mm. and push you. They will they will have a good understanding of you as a person, and they will help you to grow. And then hopefully you'll grow with them. There's definitely we need to do another podcast because there's so much to learn with like that initial agency meeting. Do you know when you go in and you're like, yes, like yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they're they're interested in represent you, representing you, and you go in and you have a chat about you see if you're on the same page. Buzz in your stomach. Yeah, and... I definitely remember sitting there being like, yeah, 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 like just just saying yeah, yeah. For the sake of it. And not like really thinking about what I wanted to do and mm. what you know what I mean. And I think yeah, we will bring you a podcast soon with a <laughs> with an agent friend. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. Anyway, so moving on for that one, is it important to have an agent? No, just do what's right for you. And our last point really is, well, I guess it's a question, Harry. If you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? As a new graduate, what would that be? I think... I think just to tell myself to trust it. Like I said earlier, I found it hard not to get just an everyday job, which yeah. is not necessarily related to advice for a new graduate. No, but it, it is, because it's, it's all part of it. Yeah, you get swept up into everything. Yeah, I think people might consider it as such. But... If I was just like, you know what, it's, it's going to be fine. Think It will work out. Mm. It will. Whatever's meant to work out will happen. And wherever you're putting your energies, something will come. You know, if you keep applying for stuff every day, you're going to get a job, aren't you, at the end of the day. And I think if you, if you move to wherever you move to and you haven't got an agent, you'll get one if that's what you want. Mm, and then you may get a different one. And I, It popped into my head just at the end of this that... that um, the head of my school I remember him saying towards the end of my third year to a group of us that it must have been around showcase time because everyone's talking about agents and there's all that hustle and bustle about it and he was saying that agents they come and go you know and they, do, and they yeah. will They'll. it's it's a bit, I guess a bit like friends as well you, you'll be you'll have friends who you may be really close to from back when you're at primary school and you were four you may have friends who you're more close to you know, who are in your immediate here and now. Mm. Or do you know what I mean? You have friends and relationships based on where you are in that time in life. And I think that that goes for your career as well. Yeah, I agree. You'll meet the right people. You'll meet people of significance, importance and whatever. And Yeah. Just trust. Trust, is, trust it and trust you. I think... I feel like I've probably said this in the last few things, but if you trust who you are and your abilities, stuff will come to you, you know? People will be attracted to that. You'll manifest it. Yeah. How about you? Another podcast in there, isn't there? It's <laughs> um, just a promotion for later <laughs> podcasts down the line. And it's just for us. We need to write these down so we don't forget them. Um, my advice would be to just well you've sort of said it all focus on yourself I think try and be a little sponge I think go out into the world like graduate know everything that you've learned while you're in training and be willing to unlearn all that and learn new stuff if needs be you know like go into your auditions not what wanting to do your best trying to do your best but looking to learn from it not looking to be the best open-minded very much open-minded and I think if you do that 
you will learn more than any agent will give you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you will learn so much more about yourself and how you fit and where you belong and how to be the best you can be in an audition or in a professional environment. More than if, like, I, I spent so much time worrying about other people. And I would go into an audition thinking, oh, well, they're better than me. They're, they don't, they, the casting people don't like me. I, I'm not going to get this job. I'm, I'm not good enough to get this job. I worried, oh, well, if I don't get this job, what are my friends going to think? What are my family going to think? What are, you know what I mean? Like, just so much stuff that you're writing a story deep down you? don't matter. Yeah. They don't. It's, if I had gone in there, put my best foot forward, did the best I could do, I would leave thinking, well, I learned something from that, you know? And that's that's all you can ask for yourself. It's always something to take away. Always. Take take the pressure off yourself. I think maybe that's it, you know? Easy to say. I know. Uh, it's hard to do. I think, but not impossible. And I think as well, you've got to remember, like, I feel like, I don't know about acting, but I feel like with dancers, there's a bit of a... a pressure in the sense of there's a you feel like there's a time limit you feel like well I need to be working right away like you can't dance forever I'm doing quotation marks again but like you can't like as an actor I guess you can go out and get a role when you're 80 you know whereas yeah as a dancer you're probably not gonna like I don't know I don't want to say that because what's stopping you I believe you can do whatever you want right but <laughs> You know I what I mean? I, I know what you mean. There's like a, there, there are fields from the industry, like this sort of time pressure, and then suddenly you, you've been auditioning for however long, and the new grads are coming out, and yeah. you're like, you just. Well, it's, it's an athletic thing as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Your, your body will change over time, and that, isn't it? That's yeah. kind of what you're saying, isn't it? And, and I feel like it's better to put your energy in the idea of. You, you want longevity. And if it takes you four, five, six, seven years to get your dream job. There's nothing really in the grand scheme of things, you know? Like, it feels like so long saying it now, but it's, it won't be. Like, it'll be worth it. It's all a part of your story. It's all... Imagine you're... My, this is funny, right? Because this is... Um, we took some of these notes from an old blog post I wrote with my best friend. Hi, McCarthy, if you're listening. But she <laughs> spoke about... and Because I did it with her. And she spoke about... Imagine writing your book like imagine writing your yeah. you, you're at the end of your life and you're writing an auto, autobiography is that the right word oh, of, yeah. of your life how boring would it be if you didn't come up against anything how like um you know what i mean this is just a chapter of your story and it, there needs to be those ups and downs it can't just be like constant you know what i mean so, yeah that makes complete sense as well because if you don't have the ups and downs, how are you ever going to enjoy where you want to go or end up? If everything was so mundane, you wouldn't enjoy everything mm. and no one would strive for anything because would be like, yeah, that'll do, I'll do that. And you do that for the rest of your life and you die. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the, the, there'd be no joy and I think everyone wants joy and in some way and gratification of like, what and what, what an achievement. Yeah, you know? 100%. So, yeah. I feel like McCarthy would have been a good person to have on this podcast. We'll because, get her on. Yeah, we will. But just think about, obviously, because I did this chat with her before, like, she graduated, got a job in India, no agent, moved to London, got an agent, did, like, other jobs. She's away on a cruise just now. Like, she's been in a circus. Like, she's just, I don't know. She's an inspiration, I think. She's great. We'll get her on. 
Anyway, that's all we have for today. As always, any questions, any points you want to you want to bring up, just drop us a message on either mm. Instagram or Facebook. It's Quartz Academy. Or you can email us at info at quartzacademy.co.uk. I think also, though, just to wind, wind, wind it up, wind it up, round it up. Round it up. That's the one. If you want us to do another thing like this, but you have questions that you want to ask, oh, please that's a good point. ask us. Ask anyone as well, like not just yeah. us. We're just putting some stuff out there. If it Again, I feel like I say this a lot as well. Yeah. If it works for you, take it. And um, we do, we're very lucky with the sort of circuit we have around us and the people we know from mm. being in London for so long and whatever. So if you're like, oh, I would love to hear from like a casting director or a agent or a, someone, you know, someone like that, let us know and we'll we'll try and hook you up. Oh, yeah, can. absolutely, so absolutely. We are here to help. We sure are, we sure are. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening. We love you. We're so happy you're here. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the rest of your day. Peace out. Bye. Bye.